Hi everyone, I'm Kristen Crockett and I am your hostess for the Courageous Destiny podcast, creating your own rules of empowerment. And I am so excited today. I have Heather and Havenwood on my show. Let's give it up for Heather. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is Heather, it is a complete honor to introduce you. You have helped me create this podcast five weeks ago from an idea to inception. And now I am on episode number one. One, one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) With you. So for those of you who don't know, Heather Ann Havenwood is the CEO of Havenwood Worldwide LLC and Chief Sexy Boss. She is very sexy. She is a serial entrepreneur and is regarded as a top authority on internet marketing, business strategies, and marketing. And since marketing, since marketing her first online business in 1999, bringing together clients and personal coaches, she has played an active role in online marketing world since before most even had a home computer. And I'm sorry, but I'm sitting here reading this and I'm thinking, Heather, where's the CV? Where's my CV? Oh, that's a very <laughs> good question. Thank you for answering that. Yes, I just won the CV 2020 Most Innovative Woman of the Year in social uh-huh. media. I'm super excited about that. So by the way, I meant to ask you as your coach, make sure what view do you have on the Zoom? Is it under speaker or gallery? Under speaker or gallery? A yeah, gallery. You have gallery view. Okay, great. So we're side by side for you. No. No. Okay. You want to click on the gallery, the upper right-hand corner. So you now have it in gallery view. So we're side by side. Yeah. And for those of you who've never been coached, it is really handy because it is something that I would be doing probably for the next five, five broadcasts and have no idea that it's happening. <laughs> okay, great. So now we're side by side, right? Yeah. Talk to you. I was like, that is so funny because if not everyone would be watching you the entire time and they don't even know what I look like so there we go it's all good that's why I'm here yeah by the way this is really your second show even though this is zero one your first one is I got to interview you I got the honor to interview you about you so um yeah this is your this is your second really your second show but your first one what I call your zero one and yeah I'm so honored that to be on your show because honestly this is about being courageous and creating your destiny that's what you're doing i mean that's what you're doing i am you really are so i'm honored to be in your home into your lion's den well i am so excited to have you and i would love for you to share with us who you help and why you help them Well, that's changed over the years, right? And I started in this business in 2001. And there was a period in my life that I actually only worked with high-end real estate speakers. And if you're looking at my face or not listening, you're like, I don't know, just the ego gut was too much. It's like, oh my God, can you bring down the ego off you guys? And then (laughs) I taught men how to date women for about eight years And at least they were a little more humble because they had a problem called like, I can't get laid and stuff. So that was fun. Um, But now. (laughs) I want to hear more about that. (laughs) 
it was a fun time. It was a fun time. I, I enjoyed it, right? I enjoyed it because people go, why did you get into this business? I go, well, it was 2008. I was broke. And um, someone said to me, well, Heather, I go, well, I'm not really expert in anything right now because it's 2008. Everything's changing. He goes, well, you're an expert in being a female and you're good looking, you're hot. So you just teach other men how to get hot, good looking women. I'm like, oh, I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> so I did. I did. And the challenge with that as a woman, as you realize, and this is the, I'm going to your point, you realize that men, generally speaking, don't really care about relationships. That's why they say 80 to 90% of the relationship books are bought by women. Men just want to get laid. So they're like, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. I don't, <laughs> don't teach me how to like deal with the woman. Just, just like, so it was, wasn't very fulfilling. <laughs> that had has some pretty awesome stories. But one of the things yeah. that I like most about you and that right away, I'm like, I knew I had to hire you in particular. I know that we met five years ago yeah, at, at the seminar for Radical Results you know, Carolina Ramborough. And I just remember seeing you and you were always so fully self-expressed. And I also really liked the whole sexy boss brand. And I always liked your image online because it had, you know, it had some pizzazz and it had some grit to it. Like that's one of my favorite words, grit. And here's me, you know, I am courageous destiny. I'm very courageous. But when people look at me, I typically look like the girl next door and not always, you know, that gritty, you know, mm, and I, I love that about you. I'm like, I want to really hire somebody who's going to give me some grit, who's going to really be in a line with what I want for women, which is full self-expression and confidence. That yeah, was really, really critical. And critical. to pull out that lioness, right? Because you're really yeah. a lion. You're really a lioness. And I think that's one of the things that I I do well is I pull out my own lioness, but then I feel like I give myself permission. When I give myself permission, I give you permission. Right? Mm-hmm. When I give myself permission to self-promote myself, I give you permission and you permission and you permission. And that's something that I had to learn to do. I was not taught that. I was, I was taught promotion. I was taught self-promotion, but I was, I was the opposite. I was told women don't sell women. Don't self-promote blah, 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 you know, whatever. So it's like, now I I'm constantly self-promoting myself and it does feel strange. People get weirded out. Cause I'm like, yeah, I won the Stevie award and I missed Texas 2020 and I got a media award and I got the most innovative woman in social media. And, and, and people are like, oh, like, oh, you're just jealous. How in the world are people going to know what I'm doing unless I tell people? You think some magical person is just going to come across the screen and be like, oh, this is Heather. You know what I mean? You've got to be willing to self-promote yourself. And you're doing that. You're doing that, Kristen. And I feel like when I do it, I'm just really giving other people the permission to do it. Yeah. And it's interesting because even in a client conversation that I had earlier today, You know, we were talking about self-acknowledgement, you know, how the rest of the world will think that we're bragging, right? Mm. But if if I go out there and I say, hey, I got a Stevie and I'm awesome and I'm so glad that this happened to me. And and that's an example that I get to set forward in the world because what I want for women is for them to live their best lives and live their extraordinary lives. Yeah. 
No fun until it's, I go out there and I say, you know, I'm having a problem today. And I'll see everybody in their universe around going, woo, 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 woo. And I'm like, you know what? It's courageous to be yourself and acknowledge yourself for what the greatness that you, that you are and that you've got. start there for a second. So, and I want to stop you for a second because I want to make sure people listening that it's mm-hmm. social programming. I can speak for the United States. I can't speak for other countries. It's social programming to have women not self-promote themselves or we, the bad word is brag, which is ridiculous. I mean, what the hell is bragging away? Because I promise you, and you see this in corporations all the time, men have no effing problem with that shit. Right? They I don't. love this TV. I'm the NFL freaking queen. I'm this. I'm the that. Look at that muscle. <laughs> ah, ah. No problem. Look at a five-year-old little boy. They got no problem. None. Look at a 50-year-old man. Sit down on a date with a 50-year-old man. He'll sit there for 20 minutes until you have freaking gradius. Mm-hmm. Right? It's true. It's it's true. true. And men are programmed. Now their programming is that they're nothing without that. So there's an underlying, they are programmed that that's what we want. We want this guy that has all this going on. So they're programmed that if they don't have that, they're nothing. So there's a different programming, but we can take a lesson from that. Absolutely. Women, women in corporations have a really hard time with this one, like in a corporate setting, right? A really hard time going, well, last year I produced this and it tripled, dupled, quadrupled sales. And so based on that, I'm going to say this now. That's how men talk. Women don't do that. That's why I have, I mean, literally in 2020, I am Miss Texas 2020. I won a media award under Women of Achievement. I'm, um, I won another media award in two, November 2019 from Modern Profits. And I just won the Stevie Award. Now here's what changed. People are like, why all of a sudden you, here's what changed. It changed my life. It changed my life because I started freaking asking for them. I started Mm -hmm. applying myself to them. I allowed people to judge me. People think that you're just walking around the the street and someone's just going to throw you an award. It's not how it works. This is not how it works. You're not just like, oh, here's an award, you know, like, does that work? You've got to apply. Stevie Ward, I applied. I paid them a fee, registration fee, application fee, and I freaking applied. Just like college. You think Harvard's going to walk around just here? We want you in. No, no, no. You got to apply. You got to apply to college. You got to take a stand for yourself. Right? You've got to say, I want in. Same mm-hmm. thing with Academy Awards. All of them, you have to be in standing. You've got to make sure you pay your dues for the Academy Company, blah, blah, blah. There's all kinds of things. Film festivals. How do you win film festivals? You apply, right? So one of the things I tell people, and I did this big interview about it, is you've got to be willing to let people judge you. I love that. I love that. And one of my favorite sayings is, it's none of my business what other people think of me. So let them judge me. Let them judge me. It's not my business. Yeah. So on my 40th birthday, I walked in a tiny little bikini and got on stage for an NPC, which is national uh, bodybuilding, NBC, whatever, a bodybuilding competition. And people like, why'd you do that? I go, because I was scared of people judging me. I love that. Right. 
I was scared of what was so funny is because a lot of women don't do that because they're scared to compete with other women and other women are like gorgeous. Right. I'm like, Holy crap, girl. You're like, God. And what's so funny is that the girls are so sweet. Most of like 99.9s are just so, Oh my God, you look at me. I love your swimsuit. Oh my God. You look so, Oh yeah. Because they realize they realize we might be competing, but we're not, we're competing with ourselves. We're so holy. We look like crap that we all realize as women, like I tell you, your freaking bathing suit is gorgeous. And I absolutely love your shoes and your nails. I realize it's because I know she's beating herself up over there because she doesn't look great. And I, she's gorgeous, you know? And so it's, we realize that in competitions, we realize that when you're on stage, you know, we're all going, Hey man, we're just doing the best we can. And the fact that you're here, you're here, you're a winner. And people go, Oh, did you win? I'm like, I won. Cause I got on the stage that in that, in that situation, I didn't bring home a trophy. These women were like amazing, but I won. Cause I got up at four o'clock in the morning. I had my makeup done at 5 a.m., my hair done at 5.30, and then I got so black and tanned that I looked like I was no longer a white girl. And then, you know, <laughs> and then I got these ridiculous heels that were that big that were stripper shoes. I had to go to a stripper store, stri- shoe store to get them. And then I had to walk in a tiny bikini, have five men judge me. Come on, I won. That is courageous. It is courageous. That is courageous. You know, and I was going to say, you know, when I was practicing for public speaking, you know, I'm a professional speaker as well. I was like, no matter what, if I'm at a networking event, if I'm talking in a retreat, wherever it is that I am, I'm going to go first. That was my rule. I'm like, I'm just going to go first because I wanted to get over that whole self thing. Like, oh, well, I need to know what I'm talking about. And then I wouldn't be present if I would get out there in front of people. So true. You know, so you can train yourself. Yeah, push yourself. And I love that because it is. It's pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone to give yourself a valuable skill. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine how many skills that you got just by just by doing that. Not to mention probably I've got it. I mean, you already have an awesome body, but, you know, just all the muscles and everything and the discipline that it takes and the consistency that it takes to be and able to learning how to walk in stripper heels ah! come on i have a pair i have a pair and to see me walking them is the most hilarious thing that you ever seen in your life yeah. and so my That's coach funny. at the time goes okay you're about two three weeks out you need to start walking around your house like doing everything you possibly can in your stripper heels so i'm walking around my house like in and literally in nothing pretty much or like underwear and panties or in my whatever and I'm like cooking breakfast in stripper heels getting coffee you know what I mean and I'm like this is insane but I had to learn because he's like the last thing you want to do is get on the stage and fall on your ass you know so he's <laughs> right one time I remember sweeping I'm like in stripper heels like sweeping the floor you know what I mean and he's like whatever you gotta do <laughs> you know so but my point of that is that you have to get uncomfortable extremely uncomfortable you have to be willing to get uncomfortable the stevie awards it took me a week and a half to apply um you talk about putting yourself out there i was throwing everything out there and 
I, you know, make a mistake, not I, at the end I won. And then I went back and found out that the, they let the judges, you see what the judges say. And I thought, oh, what a great idea. I should go look at that. And I, not the best idea. And some people were like, she's amazing. Oh my God, I love what she's doing. And then there was about four women. They're like, oh, I'm flipping this out. I'm like, why should she think she is? I mean, like they wrote that, like, you know, and great. yeah, but I had to go, okay. I let them judge me. I gave them that choice. So that's what they're going to do. I always like, no matter who wins in the world of political, you know, whatever, I'm not going to go into that, but I will say it takes some kahunas to be in politics, to let people, I mean, people literally make a living. They make a living on hating one side or the other. Like mm-hmm. they judge them for a living. So and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying that you got to give either side of politics a chance to go, wow, the fact that they like, they literally live on that. Another person that I sometimes, whenever I feel bad, if I ever get attacked, because I do get attacked, I've been attacked recently. Um, and then I'm back feeling sorry for myself or something. I, you know who I go to? It was two people I go to on Twitter to like perk myself up. Ooh, who are they? Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump. Okay. Because if you ever looked at the comments of Trump, the guy's like getting death. Wow. Yeah. What side of Finch? I mean, the, the guy's like getting like the stuff that people say is cruel. The stuff people say about Kim Kardashian is hideous, you know, and you might not like these people, but you gotta give them like, well, they aren't saying that about me. They're not trying to kill my family. You know, so, you know, it's, it's interesting. I had my first, my first incident with a, I guess I'll call it a hater, you know, congratulations. I'm like, somebody hates me. That is so great. That means I'm doing something right. It's so true. That means I'm doing something right. Because if everybody agrees with me, I'm not being courageous. I'm doing what everybody else does. I'm living in my comfort zone. I'm, you know, I'm dialing it in. But if you hate me, then I stirred something in you. You, so saw, I am. you saw something in me you didn't like. So this week, <laughs> this week, this week. Should I go get more haters? This week, Tuesday, I had a friend of mine, not even a stranger, because it's different, a friend of mine who I thought I loved and dear. And I still love this person. I've known him since I was 19, long time. We had this like weird fight all of a sudden. And that was right after I just did this huge, big, as you know, I'm doing these lives for my workshop and I felt so good about myself. And I was like, and really high and he, this fight and he called me a loser. And he's like, I don't want to talk to you. You're a loser. You're an idiot. You're I and I was like really hurt by it. We, I blocked him. And then I went to my, I have a girlfriend's like mastermind of other girls who are entrepreneurs. And one of my girls, I love her. She sends back really quickly this video. She's like, "Woohoo! You got a hater, girl! Woohoo! <laughs> you're like, you're like the bomb chickeny, right?" I was like, "Oh my god, I freaking love you!" <laughs> right? Yeah, we get our choice. When every, you know, this is part of courageous destiny, right here. You get your choice to make anything mean anything you want it to mean. You get to discern what that means for you. But after two hours of me, like seriously, having one of the best lives ever, I felt so good about it. He just, right. And, and she's like, honey, 
That's all about him. It ain't about you. You did rocking awesome. You know, so it's a part of that. It's a part of it, huh? Is she from Texas? No, she's from California. If she if she would laugh at me if I gave her that like accent because she doesn't talk like that at all. She's actually Asian from California and she doesn't talk like that at all. But I threw it in. Good, good. But it's so true. I mean, we if you're pushing yourself, if you're doing a good job getting out of sight of your comfort zone, you know, and you create a habit of that. That's why I always all my clients, like one of the first things I have my clients do is okay this week every single day i want you to do something courageous just something courageous i don't care what it is you know it's not necessarily jumping out of an airplane it doesn't have to be big but something that's courageous for you what's every courage for you right and start creating that habit of courage so that when you're living non-courageously then you could be like i miss it it's like i miss this I'm not doing something something I'm doing courageously right now, just like in an everyday life is uh, I live in Austin, Texas. I live downtown and we're still in this, like, whatever you want to call it, mask thing going on. And, (laughs) you know, I work outside, I go to the gym, I'm forced to wear the mat, whatever. And, but outside, I just, I'm outside. So I had these hot pink, you know, obviously my pink, you're seeing me, you see Frank. I have these hot pink, I'm talking hot pink, three pound dumbbells. And I have these two pound things around my ankles. And then I wear these hot pink um, head, like headsets, right? And then I have forced myself, courageous. I forced myself to go out and walk and do these walks. And when I walk, I'm literally doing this. Woo, woo. I'm like yelling. And then anyone, <laughs> anyone who comes near me, cause you know, it was walking. I say hi and good morning. And I look right at him. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I love it. And a lot of my and are they people don't look at you anymore? Or they have headphones on. And I will like, good morning. And I'll smile like, and they just like, holy crap, what's wrong with this woman? But I'm doing that because it's courageous. I'm doing that because I want to shift my reality because this whole thing of like living in this little bubble with a nerve and living in this little world with your headset on of your music and your nerve, that's just not healthy for me. And so no. I want people to break that barrier. I want to break the bubble. And so if that means me out there, you know, looking crazy, then I will. And I've had you're, giving, you're spreading joy with that. I, I would, I would like be right there with you. I'd be like, are you kidding me? Let's do this. In fact, I got to go get some, like, what are they called? Beats? They're, no, they're just like three, three pound dumbbells. And I just, hi, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> you know, and some people who are older love it. They're like, oh, hi, good morning. You know, but then some people are like, oh, I'm a Maria. So, but my point of that is I, it's forcing me. It's that, cause I'm like everybody else. I just want to do my little walk, my little headset, I'm, you know? So getting outside my comfort zone of saying hello to strangers, it's fascinating. It really is fascinating. You know, I, and that's it's scary that that nowadays is like unique, but it is what it is. It's like helping people break that barrier, but it's also breaking my barrier, you know? I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. 
Okay, I've got I've got a question for you that I ask all of my guests, and you're the first one I get to ask this. Now we already know about, so I don't know if you can tap, you know, if I, if you can tap the pad, it was it was it the pageant or what's it called? I had a pageant and I also did a um, figure contest. No, I can top it. You can top it? Okay, oh, great. Yeah. Okay, what's the number one thing? that you've done that's courageous. Okay. I've done a lot of courageous, but one was, I jumped out of a plane. I did skydiving. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I do and, yeah. And it was, um, Christmas Eve with my dad at the time, my father and this boyfriend and whoever my, you know, it's tandem, whoever my tandem guy is. I don't know his name. I don't, I mean, he was, he's on the street right now. I wouldn't know who he is. I just got to give him some cred. So we get, I thought it was a great idea. We get up to the you know 30, whatever feet. I don't know what it is. It's in Florida. It's a gorgeous day. It's beautiful. And I'm thinking everything's fine. The moment they opened the door of the plane and you can feel the air and you can feel it's this tiny little plane and they, they're opening the door. Cause that's weird. You're opening the door of the plane. A fear just fuck set in right I'm like, <laughs> and i start because we're like in this tunnel kind of place you're in a you're in a um bench so i'm like squatting over the bench and the guy behind me is my tandem we're all locked in like he's locked me in i'm in front of him he's i'm all tied up i'm connected to the guy he's behind me you know as soon as they i start like like a kid start grabbing anything i'm like you know, if there was a pole there, they obviously did not have poles there for a reason. They did not have bars anywhere. I would have never let go. I was like, it kicked in fear. And I think he knew that. And the moment they clicked, opened it, he's, and they said, okay, go. I, he starts, the guy's big. He starts pushing me, go, go, go. And I'm like, ah. I mean, I don't even remember what happened. And I don't even remember going off. I'm like, I'm trying to grab, and he just goes, boom, and we were flying. I don't remember breathing. I remember my body saying, breathe, breathe. And I'm like, I mean, and there's nothing to hold on to. And there's nothing to like, nothing. It was the most scariest fit. I thought I was going to die. And there is a picture, I have it out there because I did pay, thank God I paid for someone else to go before me to take pictures. And so it actually happened. There's pictures. I'm thank God he did because if not, no one would believe me. And I get to the ground and I'm just like, we'll never do that again. I'm like, I'm like, check more. But I did, yeah. And I'm glad I did. But you talk about fear that was scary and that was very courageous and what i what was even more courageous i think so my my boyfriend at the time jace he was there he loved it he was like that was great man that was great. you know whatever my dad <laughs> he was ex-military and stuff and i thought he would be fine he gets out he goes i think i'm gonna be sick i'll talk to you later and he just like what he drives five hours home. Don't even, I mean, the guy, he just gets in the car and I'm like, okay, well, I guess that wasn't a very good idea for him. 
So, so you jumped out of the plane too? Oh yeah, we all went up together. Wow. We up together. That's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Okay, I've got one more question for you. Yeah, there's a picture of all three of us because we, go ahead. That's so awesome. What's the one thing that you have always been fearful of, but you haven't done? Okay, well, this is like a goal. I mean, I'm, I just got signed as in, with a New York Times publisher. So my big goal is to be a New York Times bestseller. And I'm on the way of that because I just got signed. But um, I want to be on, on Fox Business. It would scare me for sure. And I want to have my own Sirius XM channel. That scares the hell out of me. But yeah. I love it. I love it. Sounds like you've got a courageous destiny brewing. I do. I do. I hope that was, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. You're on your way. You're on your way. There's not many gutsier people that I know for sure. Okay. Well, congratulations <laughs> on your new show. Thank congratulations you. Congratulations on really being a voice for other people to give them a voice for myself. You gave me a voice to share, but also you hopefully give other people permission to say, Hey, you know, she can do it. You can do it. Cause that's what this show is really all about. Yes. Yes. I'm very excited. Thank you for all of your work and effort in helping me create this. And thank you for being a guest on my show. This has like been so much fun and I'm so honored to have you. And I'm so honored to have people hear your story, you know, and just the things that you are up to is just incredible. So everybody watch Heather Ann Havenwood, follow her. She is courageous. She gets the courageous destiny stamp of approval. That's a new thing. I just created it. You just created that. I just you did. That. I just that's, did because I can't. <laughs> yeah. And if you're watching the video, you can see, so I'm in my studio right now and you're in your new studio right now, which you look amazing. And I just want to share, you know, you're seeing this, if you see in the studio, if you've seen the video, you see this thing in the background and I have something going on and I got a lot going on. And, um, you know, part of what I've learned and I'm sharing because I hope that you're getting this and you will get this Kristen is that when you become a host and you become a guest, what happens is, is you're, own confidence really increases your own confidence. You realize that everything you've gone through, everything you've dealt with, every pain, every suffering, every heartache is where this journey starts is you get to actually share that and share your story and share what you've been through, because there's going to be someone listening going, I get that. I've been through that right now. And um, I'm right now, and I, I'm really, I'm sharing this as a personal story, but uh, and I'll wrap it up right now. And I know we got to go, but you know, I went through a horrific breakup four years, three years ago with a very narcissistic person. And I've been healing on that for almost two and a half, three years. And recently someone on Facebook, a female, she is going through something that just happened, just happened, an incident. And, you know, I don't share a lot about my personal story around that. And I've been reaching out to her and just saying, I get you. I understand. And sometimes it's those kinds of stories. And I felt like I was texting her going, I'm not reaching out to you to like gossip. I'm really reaching out to you because I have a personal story and I want you to know as another woman, I get it. 
and, and you're on a journey and here's some resources for you. These are resources that really supported me. And she's really like taken back by that. But I'm more over here taken back going, thank God my story and my life is serving. That's it. You know, that's, I'm just giving her resources. She got on a call with someone today. She's like, oh my God, that really helped me. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of stuff though, when you have your own show like this, you will learn is that, oh, that thing that you probably tucked away that you didn't want to talk about will be pulled out to say, well, here's, I've been through that here. How can it help you? You know, and you realize everything you've gone through and you're going to create is to serve others. And that's what this show's about. It sure is. It sure is. And thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing yeah, that. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. You're welcome. Well, that's it. All right.